to be the part of the song that they drop the needle on and hell breaks loose. Try to restrain us, you can't contain us. We're still gonna make a mistake no matter what we do. Everywhere we go, it seems we're looking for Grammys. Used to just cut loose. So this would be the part of the song that they drop the needle on and hell breaks loose. This is when shit hits the fan like it just flat it'll stand. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with an underemployed episode that we sort of planned, just not this week. This is Jack here. David here. So let's uh, let's give some context. So address the uh, address the coal miner in the room. Yes, thank you for making it uh, pertinent to West Virginia. So. We left you on the second anniversary special, knowing how long it takes us to record these now. And David had said, and he was right, the next one will probably be the March Madness mascot melee. And we were all looking forward to it. Now, little did we know, I believe, because that was early February, that was right around the time of the first corona coronavirus uh, case in the United States, in Washington State. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, all right, there's five cases in a retirement community. What's the big deal? Flash, uh, flash forward, flash forward, and rewind to about I want to say a week ago, because we're recording this on Monday the sixteenth. Uh, happy three sixteen days, Stone Cold. And David, yeah. And actually, and actually, I think about a few weeks prior, David has suggested at some point we also do a greatest American sports moment bracket just either after this one the mascot melee before and i said that's a great idea love ideas like that we'll do it and as we got closer to the tournament the coronavirus had really started to become an issue and then on wednesday afternoon the ncaa had announced that they were going to do the games with no fans which just preposterous and david and i kind of we had texted each other and we both said look there's a chance that this tournament may not happen at all. If it happens, we're going forward. If not, uh, we have a backup plan. So the then that night was when everything hit the fan. The proverbial shit hit the proverbial fan. And that's when the NBA suspended their season, and that was the first domino. Rudy Gobert touching everything. Thing. Doesn't look great in hindsight, but hey, we've all done dumb stuff at a young age. And... Then MLB, the NHL, the XFL, the MLS. Uh, I think the uh, ML. So if we're if we're doing the timetable, if like if we're doing them chronologically. So basketball was NBA, NBA, MLS, MLB, and NHL was the last one. No, I think NHL was before MLB, right before MLB, but it's somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's and then. It was Wednesday into Thursday when we realized, oh, the world has just ended, basically, for now. And right now, we said, well, we've got a show to do because, David, we know the people demand underemployed episodes. The, they really do. The streets are begging they for really, it. They really, the DMs threatening my life that I receive. Yeah. And normally you get those anyway, but these were beyond the norm. Yes. Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> So what we have planned is something to take your mind. Uh, well, David, you did have a thought. Uh, let's get to that before we get to the bracket. Uh, so something that's been fascinating for me as somebody who thinks way too much about television is the effect that this has had on ESPN's programmer. Because what uh, what are they going to fill the air with? Um Van Pelt had a thing about betting on cricket recently. I would not be surprised if uh, ESPN tries to make a move to like broadcast some sort of esports uh, um, or somehow get drone racing from NBCSN because I feel like ESPN would just do a much better job with it. And I think too, ESPN can only. I mean, the great thing about ESPN is they can run anything. They got a bunch of thirty for thirties. They can access old games. ESPN Classic used to be a thing and used to be the best thing ever. But, you know, RIP to the gods. So, bring back cheap seats. I would love if they brought back cheap seats. <laughs> Crispy! You know, that's what America needs at a time like this. That's really, that's really what we need. I want cheap seats. Uh, I want cheap seats doing like an NBA All-Star game. Oh. <sighs> 
I'll take anything. I'm running out of old Lakers games to watch. <laughs> I'm going through their 2000 playoff run. I've already gone through. Now, granted, I've been going through the 02 and 01 runs before the world ended, so that's kind of on me. But um, I'm running out of Lakers games to watch. <laughs> I'm running out of old sports games to watch. You could try this thing called TV. Oh, is that like the Breaking Bad things? Yeah, you could you could try it like a TV show. Hmm. I'll I'll report back to you next episode and see how that's going. But the the final kebab, uh, which is not an expression, uh, today was we're recording this about an hour and a half after they announced that WrestleMania will no longer be at Raymond James Stadium with the pirate ship there and all the glory and all of its glory. It's going to be performed. Where where is it going to be performed, David? I believe it's going to be at the Performance Center for the WWE, which is in Tampa, Orlando. Orlando. How big is the crowd going to be, David? Uh, about as many people as are watching me record this live. Yeah. So. Goose egg. Yeah. So, life, life, unfortunately, has come to a ground halt, but life also must move on. We are, you know, how on 9-11, Jay-Z released the blueprint. Uh, we want to be the blueprint in what is what has been this national tragedy. We, we want to be Barry Bonds breaking home run records after the smoke has cleared to unite the country and heal it together. I don't think I'm out of line when I make that comparison. David humming in agreement. Okay. Good. Now, so David, uh, let's explain the brackets. Uh, do you? Let, let, how about you explain what we're going to do on this episode, this very special underemployed episode? So the theme for this is Great American Sports Moments. Um, Jack and I each have an eight-team, an, an eight-item bracket. I think a full thirty, a full sixteen, or a full thirty-two actually, because it would have been two, two, two brackets, sixteen. I mean, we probably could have done it, but we'd really have to be scraping the bottom of the barrel at yeah. some point. At some point, the humor would be lost. At some point, the actual great moments would be lost. And I mean, not that there haven't been yeah. that many great sports moments, just not for the sake of this show. Yeah, you know, we're we're gonna. We're going to be real with it. Um, so Jack and I are just going to sort of whittle our way down through our own respective brackets, and then our finalists from each bracket will take each other on. Exactly. Now, David, why don't you start? Now, also, David has seen my list to make sure there wasn't any overlap, although I could have told him beforehand we were not going to have any overlap. Um, I, have not, I have not heard David's. He has promised some exciting things for me personally, so I am excited. David, with yeah. that in mind... We'll start with your one eight, and then we'll go to my one eight. What's your one versus eight? Okay, matchup? so my uh, my one over uh, my my overall one seed uh, is Jesse Owens at the nineteen forty, I believe it's forty three Olympics. Uh, the nineteen thirty six. Sorry to cut you off. Nineteen thirty six. Sorry, yeah, the nineteen thirty six Olympics against uh, in in Germany with Hitler in power. Yes, where Jesse Owens uh, proceeded to. Give the Nazis that long dick. Yes. Um, he won what three gold medals, set two world records, um, destroyed the the Aryan superiority propaganda film live and direct. It in and high- then beat a horse and then beat a horse in a race. Oh, I forgot about that. I forgot about yeah. that. Yes, I did forget yep. about that. Jesse Owens, yep. hell of a man, and uh, you know. In hindsight, all time, an all-time performance. And, and, and in hindsight, knowing what we know, really know now about Nazis and Hitler, an even better moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are, we are. I think we've established firmly on the show that we are anti-Nazis. You know, with Hitler, the more I learn about that guy, the more I don't care for him. Yep. Yes. Every way, every day, punch a Nazi in the face. That's right. All right, now, David, that's your one. It's a tough matchup to beat, but my I, eight seed. Yes. Is Ashton Eaton, U.S. Uh, Track and field athlete who wins back-to-back gold in the decathlon. Hmm. Only man in history who's ever done that. And they've been doing the decathlon as an Olympic event since the 19-teens. Hmm. Now more, I'm, than, more than 100 years I'm, and 36 Olympics. I'm looking him up. Quite a resume. He's got all these. He's got one, two. He's got, yes, as you said, two Olympic golds and back-to-back. 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 I'm going back. Back to back is the, is the crucial one there, and uh, he's got two world championship golds, two world in three world indoor golds. That is a pretty impressive. That is a pretty impressive resume. What we go with, we decide our own brackets. Now, David, uh, which way are you leaning on this one? 
Oh, well, I'm gonna finish. I was just gonna read out all of my all of my things. Oh, go for it. And then then we're gonna go back go, through. Go for so it. So the next one Two is uh, Vince Carter dunking over a guy in okay. the Olympics. Frederick Vice, draft pick of the Knicks, never really played. Um, this did not help his cause. Uh, yeah, David, why don't you, as best as you can, um, describe the play for those who have never seen it? Uh, so Vince Carter goes up for Vince Carter. Uh, I believe catches a rebound. Or it, it, he, he steals a uh, he steals uh, an outlet pass. That's right, steals an outlet pass. Frederick, whatever his name is, uh, stands in the paint and is all of like seven foot something. Seven two. Seven two. Yeah. Carter goes up, keeps going up, goes up more. And then yams on him. He dunks absolutely, over. absolutely yams on a man who Vince Carter's not not short. Six seven, but he's not seven two. Six seven, but yeah, jumps over a man eight inches taller than him. Oh my gosh! It is to this day one of the most impressive athletic things I've ever seen. Or holy, I believe Shea Serrano has it. In its in his power ranking of most disrespectful dunks of all time, I believe it's number one. I I can't remember uh, the books back in my false church house, but I think that is because it is it is everything you want in a disrespectful dunk. It is again. Yeah, he dunked over. You had to the put guy. junk in your face. He yeah. Even in the dunk contest with the controversy surrounding Aaron Gordon on Taco Fall. We're big fans of Taco Fall, but Aaron Gordon didn't clear Taco Fall. Vince Carter pretty much cleared Frederick Weiss, who's 7'2". Like, he got a little forearm in him, but he cleared his head! He jumped over his head! Yep, for my 7 seed, I've got UMBC versus UVA. As described on this show, uh, David, what did you say was that was the ultimate verdict on the University of Virginia at the time? It's why you don't trust nerds with the uh, team sports. Exactly. And then, then I ate my words the next year when they went and won, won the whole damn thing. <laughs> but we had fun with it that year. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> we had to eat our words in 2019, but you know what? We had fun in 2018, and that's what's most important. All right, so that is that will be a fun matchup. Now you're three six. Skeet skeet skeet. The dream team beating, God. I believe it was Angola. <laughs> in the Olympics by like 60 points and then taking photos with the with the opponents after the game. David, do you remember Charles Barkley's line about Angola? God, no. It was, I don't know I don't. much about Angola, but Angola's in trouble. <laughs> I don't know anything about Angola, but Angola's in trouble. The pinnacle, the peak Charles Barkley line is that line. It, it, my dad thinks it's the funniest thing he's ever heard, and your dad probably thinks it's the funniest thing he ever heard. God, the dream team was fun. Yeah, they were beating guys who would go up and shake their hands during free throws. Yeah, it's the it's it's the greatest individual. It's the greatest uh, amount of talent on an individual team that's ever been assembled. One hundred percent. Now, Christian Leitner is the only one in that on that team who isn't in the NBA Hall of Fame. And it's and it's and because it's the Basketball Hall of Fame, he should be. He's one of the best college players of all time. I think it's silly he's not in, but uh, I don't even like. I don't disagree with you. Yeah, so there should be. I I I I don't want to ever give anything to Duke fans, but like Leitner's Leitner should be in some sort of a Hall of Fame. Yeah. Now that's a good one. Your six matchup or your six uh, event. Randy Johnson killing a seagull. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> An all time so let's paint that picture spring training 2001 randy johnson just getting his innings in he wants to get ready for the season the big unit this 610 like eight nine years into his career oh no he long like, he, oh no he was in his 40s by the, like randy johnson pitched for an eternity um, when he killed the seagull he wasn't that old no in 2001 he would have been 38 39 Randy Johnson started oh pitching God. like the late '80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, oh my. so it's spring training 2001. Um, you know, again, you get your innings in, you get ready for the season, and and Randy Johnson, who is 6'10", he's the second tallest player in baseball history, and he delivers it sort of sidearm, so he's got long arms. It's a freaky delivery. Famous for throwing fastballs and throwing them hard. And David them just down your throat. There was no action on those things. There was no stuff. It was 
It was coming. It was coming hot. Now, David, what happened on this particular pitch when Randy Johnson decided to unwind one of his famous fastballs? He took a he took a big old wind up, and wouldn't you know it, a seagull swooped down to try and catch I don't know something. And wrong classic example. Classic example of wrong place, wrong time. For it was a yeah, de- bird, wrong place, wrong time, <laughs> and you just see this puff of feathers <laughs> and a carcass just on the ground. It's like it's, broken all of its ribs. Best, Randy hit this bird with like a ninety-six mile an hour fastball. It just ex- David's right. It just explodes in a it's puff exploded. of feathers. <laughs> it's such great video. It just poofs. <laughs> It really looked like a Bugs Bunny cartoon where if, if that happened, how they would draw it up. Or... Yep. Yep. God. That's going to be a tough one. That will be a tough one. All right. Um, so I know where I'd be going in that, but we'll get to that in a minute. Now your four and your five. My four is Michael Phelps' performance in London at the Olympics mm. where he brought home, I believe, eight gold medals. Yeah. Uh, nine medals total. Was this... Greatest medal haul in... Uh, Olympics history was and was and oh, put him and put him alone as like one of the top ten medal earners in Olympic history. Was 08 Phelps is Phelps is, is up there. Was 08 in Beijing when he almost got the record and didn't quite get the record from Spitz, or was did he? I'm trying to remember because remember yeah, I think 08 he didn't quite get it. I think London was when he got it. Okay. Um, either way, Michael Phelps, who's kind of a local boy for us, right? Localish, yeah. local enough. He like he's a Baltimore-ish guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's localish. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's mm-hmm. a that is that's gonna be hard. Now you're five. Uh, the O.J. Simpson slow speech. Oh yes. my god, that's uh, the fact that that's a five is is almost criminal. <laughs> no, well, anyway, that's uh, that that's not actually a ref. That's not actually what I have in there. Oh, it's not sports related. It's sports. It's it's sports adjacent. Yeah. Everything in everything in this, I think, should be actual athletic achievement that's fair and so i'm putting the u.s women's national team penalty shootout win for their first world cup in 99 in 99 well that might get the nod for me because of the celebration alone exactly brandy chestain uh, ripping that shirt my up. mom still refers to her as brandy chestain oh my god Brother, this guy <laughs> to, to which i respond mom she's a mom she's a hall of famer she's show her some form. respect <laughs> Or some, show some decorum. I also like that your mom has a nickname that a guy in the like a drunk guy in the bar would be calling her. <laughs> That's the level of respect your mom has. More like Brandy Tristan, am I right, guys? Am I right? Am, am I, right? I right? Am I right or am I right or am I right? Right, right, right. Now that is a hell of a bracket. Um, I know what I would pick out of that bracket, but that is your bracket to decide. We will mm-hmm. get there in a sec. My bracket. Uh, so my one and eight. My number one. So game seven of the 2000 Western Conference Finals. The Lakers have almost blown a 3-1 series lead. They have almost, they're down 15 in the fourth quarter, which back in 2000 basketball is almost a death sentence. Uh, Today you can make up 15 points in about two minutes, but that's besides the point. They come back. They stop the Blazers. They stop the Blazers. A young seven-year-old Jack Selby who has just gotten into basketball, uh, Maybe his career and his life would have taken a different path if the Lakers lost that game because he would have been devastated. But instead, the Lakers come back punctuated by an alley-oop from Kobe Bryant, not known for his passing, to Shaquille O'Neal, very known for his dunking. And Shaq dunked it home with the energy of a thousand white-hot blazing suns, and he swooped it down. Apparently, as the story goes from uh, the father of the young seven-year-old boy, he ran his head into the couch in sheer enjoyment. And ladies and gentlemen... That's why that's the number one seed in my bracket. But I'm not biased. Now, the eighth seed, this will be a tough one. And we mentioned it on the show when it happened, was the 2018 NBA Finals when J.R. Smith forgot what the score was. <laughs> now, David, why don't you, can you, to your, best of your recollection, paint that picture? Uh, I believe that J.R. Smith gets, uh, just gets like a sloppy rebound, ball bounces out, uh, he runs up to, I think, half court it. He gets close to There's something yeah. else. <laughs> so the so the the Cavs and the Warriors in Game One are tied. George Hill's the line. 
George Hill misses a free throw that could put him ahead, but J.R. Smith glides in and gets what's an impressive offensive rebound. With LeBron James, second-best basketball player of all time, open at the top of the key, J.R. Smith um, instead dribbles, waiting for someone to foul him because he thinks that the Cavaliers are actually ahead. Um, And then the game goes to overtime. LeBron broke his hand in the locker room afterwards. It was a, and I think that was when, uh, as we said on the show at the time, as you said, uh, LeBron wondered in real time, "Can I bury this man? Can I dump this man's body in Lake Erie?" And then LeBron also decided, uh, "I'm not playing for this guy." I've never thought a man was was. Oh my God! Look, he could have done it. Not a single Coffin Cuyahoga County is going to try and try and make that move. Everyone would have looked. At, everyone would have turned the other cheek for five seconds, and um, so that will be a tough one. My two seven, the twenty fourteen World Series performance by Madison Bumgarner of the San Francisco Giants, who in game one pitched almost. He pitched, I believe, seven or eight innings of near shutout baseball. And in Game 5, when the series was tied at 2, he pitched a complete game shutout. There was a travel day and a Game 6. Game 7, Bumgarner came in. He came in for relief. And he pitched five innings of the best, most dramatic baseball anyone has ever seen. Two hits, no runs, no nothing. It's got him the Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year. It ensured that my coworker and dear friend Brittany Morgan would name her first child Madison, uh, regardless of the gender. It's an all-time great moment. Uh, that is a great one. It is. David, also, really quickly, uh, I'm sure you saw the story of Mad Bum um, being caught that he likes to uh, be at rodeos. <laughs> Mason Saunders. Yes. <laughs> we actually did that story on the news because it amused us so much. Um I guess I should say it moves us so much because oh, you know brother, cattle. And, this uh... guy stinks. Hello? Yes. Hello? Oh, okay. Okay. Wasn't sure you could hear that. Lack of reaction. And uh, my number seven moment uh, had to get him on this list. John Cena defeating the evil Rusev at WrestleMania 31. Now, this was uh, Rusev, who's from Bulgaria, Russian sympathizer. Frankly, I can't. I don't care if it's 2015. I don't need any of that commie nonsense in my house. So, John Cena, American was, Patriot. Bulgaria was Soviet bloc, so probably would have been Soviet when he was born. Exactly. So, the fact that this man's sympathizing with the evil Ruskies. At our show, he's getting paid by our, you know, by our fans, and he's disrespecting us. Not on my watch. So, John Cena comes in. American hero, born and bred, big jawline, big pecs. And he defeats Rusev to give him his first ever loss to win the United States Championship. I stood up in my house... And I sang America the Beautiful for 26 uninterrupted minutes, David. 26. How does that make you feel as an American? Ashamed. Perusive, I agree. Because I haven't because I haven't done such a thing. I was gonna say. We'll do that on I a podcast. We'll actually probably end up doing it on a podcast when we're still in quarantine. Uh, my 3-6 matchup. This is a tough one for me. The 2006 George Mason University Patriots final four run versus the number six. Loyola University of Chicago Ramblers 2018 Final Four run. Uh, this this tugs at the heartstrings. George Mason, of course, is where I went to school, and frankly, this was our crowning achievement. We had uh, this was it. This was as good as it got. We've never gotten back to a level of respect and nationwide attention, and it happened obviously well before I attended the school. But I still feel a part of that history in my heart. Loyola. Not on a long, not on, not on a large scale, but there's some face, there's some famous Mason alums out there doing the we, thing now. We, we've actually had we've had this conversation on the podcast where we sort of went through the Mason alum list, and it was a lot. There's of, a there's one that we've forgotten. Yeah, what was that? Diana Rossini. I don't. I'm unfamiliar with Miss Rossini. Who is she? She's an ESPN sideline host. Oh, who really? Played soccer for Mason. Awesome. Yep. I didn't know we had a soccer team. I, I guess that you makes have sense. one of you have a very good soccer team. Ooh, good for us then. Um, and Loyola, you know, uh, I had visited Loyola's campus before the Final Four run because I love Chicago and walked around the campus. And, uh, you know, it's it was so fun. I had fun with that team. I'd watched them earlier in that year, actually, because I had just in a December game, they beat Florida. And I remember thinking, this game's really good. This team could actually win. And I had fun. And there's personal reasons. I'll just say there's personal reasons why that means a lot to me. Um, a lot of good came of that. So that one, I don't know. When we get to that, that'll be tough for me. 
And finally, David, uh, you know this was coming. Everyone should know this is coming. The number four seed is Barry Bonds in 2001, aforementioned hitting his 71st home run of the year to set a single-season record. And the five seed is Barry Bonds in 2007, hitting his 756th career home run, setting an all-time home run record. Either way, establishing himself as David Nods has had an agreement as the true home run king, one way or the other. This is really like saying, do you like ketchup or catsup? It's the same thing. Ketchup? 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 So that's why it's a four or five. Ketchup? Ketchup. So you just throw that whole section of the bracket out, and you move your okay. That's incredibly disrespectful. Six seed down there. Okay, um, that's rude. But because this is a fair show, we will be able to discuss and and engage. But ultimately, we decide our own bracket. So, David, let's go back to yours. Your one eight matchup. Let's let's go there. Jesse Owens versus Ashton Eaton. Yes. Um. So both historic in their own right. Um, one, however, a little more historically pertinent mm-hmm. given the current climate, mm-hmm. and quite honestly, one more entertaining to watch. I don't know if you've ever tried to watch some of the events in the decathlon, but they are boring. Right. It's a very impressive athletic feat, but it's a Jesse Owens was doing not, like not great TV. Jesse Owens was doing ten-second sprints, basically. They were like made for TV, yep. made for entertainment. Exactly. So, so Jesse Owens moves on. All right. Now, I'll, my 1-8, um, J.R. Smith, who I was very worried before the Lakers um, season came to a tragic and sudden stop, that they were going to sign J.R. Smith, which gave me the heebie-jeebies all over. Um, J.R. Smith forgetting the score is an all-time great moment, and it gave us some great content on Unemployed. However, uh, I don't, you know... J.R. Smith, Nick Young. Oh, you have to take one. Oh, Who do you take? God. Oh my God. Oh God. Oh God. That's awful. That's like one of those would you rathers that you would never even repeat. It's so disgustingly horrible. Um, Jr. I at least I at least enjoy watching. Jack, I'm gonna go pay. You figure this out and okay. have an answer for me. All right, we'll be back in a second, folks. But with editing, you'll never even know he was gone. I gave some thought. J.R. Smith mm-hmm. was in two dunk contests, so that automatically gives him a boost. I like how he, you know, he's at least entertaining at times to watch. There is, there are so he, few players. He went like six weeks without putting on a shirt. Also true. I respect that about him. Him and Ovi both truly embraced winning a championship, and America embraced them back. That was really fun to see in that 2018 summer. Nick Young personified everything I hate about sports and about humanity. I hate so much There's, about I, the things I loathe. That you choose to be. I remember. When the D'Angelo Russell thing happened, and I'll be very brief in a recap where uh, Russell accidentally sent out a clip where Nick Young talked about cheating on Iggy Azalea, who was his fiance at the time. And it was a whole shitstorm. And after that summer, the Lakers. I met the D'Angelo Hall, or D'Angelo Russell caught more shit out of that than Nick Young. I do too. I got bothered. I was like, you know, D'Angelo Russell didn't do the thing. Like, that's, 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 you know, Nick Young is the idiot. And yet, Nick Young, on opening day the next year, was starting for the Lakers. After it looked like the whole summer they were going to release him. And I remember being so disheartened that I thought, this is the lowest of the low. All these Laker teams that I put up with, especially the last few Kobe years, all that, I did it. And Nick Young started opening night of, I guess, the 2017-18 season. And I thought, this is as low as life gets. Now that summer they signed LeBron James, so it ended up being okay. But for that answer, I'd be going with J.R. Smith. But that was a very good question, David, and I applaud you for making me think. Anyway, now that I'm depressing about when Nick Young was a starter on a Los Angeles Lakers team, we're going to go back to brackets. David, your two and seven matchup. Vince Carter versus UMBC slash UVA. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, Vince Carter, this is an easy one. Yeah, Vince Carter, again... Jumped over a human being who's exceptionally tall. 
He jumped over his head. Yeah. That's that's insane. That's insane. Yep. Um, Next one. So my two, team, Randy Johnson. Uh, so hold on. I'm so, sorry. So my 2-7 is the Bumgarner 2014 World Series and John Cena beating Rusev at WrestleMania 31. This is going to be tough because I truly love both of these moments. I think historically, I think historically, Mad Bum, because he won Sportsman of the Year, sort of, he, he became a name with people who are not baseball fans, like David's aware of who he is and all this. I'm going to go with Mad Bum in, a, in, a, in a, a narrow victory, but a victory nonetheless. So he will move on. Now, David, your, let's go with your three and your six. My three and my six. The Dream Team versus Randy Johnson. God, this, this is... This is this is maybe the toughest matchup. On, dare on I the, say on, in the whole thing? Dare I say a Sophie's choice? This is definitely Sophie's choice. Yes, which will anger somebody that we know who listens to the show that I use that analogy, or that I do it too. Yes, that that you followed my lead <laughs> and thoroughly agreed with it. Oh, absolutely. Well, that person, uh, that person, as we know, doesn't love that analogy. But you know what? It's okay. It's life. It happens. I'll tell you how I would go on that. Go for it. Personally, I would say the Dream Team meant so much for global sports, marketing, the rise of the NBA, the legacy of the of basketball and the NBA, all this. It's still it will be held in regard long after they're gone. But Randy Johnson hit a bird uh, yeah, with a baseball. So- <laughs> Accidentally too. Yeah, I know. It wasn't on purpose. He wasn't being a dick. He just hit the bird. And the bird explodes. Again, watch the video. The bird poofs. So, I gotta tell you, it's, for me, I realize, you know, we're taking a lot of chalk here, but Dream Team. It's a tough one. This is, this is, the Dream Team is, without a doubt, the greatest collection of athletic talents in one team. Absolutely. Ever assembled. Absolutely. I would I would have gone Randy Johnson, but that's a that's a coin flip basically for me. I I I, I, I it's either um, David and, I, and Charles Barkley was the player of the tournament. David, I also am just now realizing neither of us had the miracle on ice. <laughs> what is wrong with you people? There's a reason for that. Ah, ooh, they didn't ooh. in shit. They didn't actually win it. That they was not they that. Like a th- they, no. won, they won like a bronze medal. No, no. Not, the U.S. won the gold. Not in that game. The, but not in that game. Not in that game. Not in that game. Not at that tournament. Not at that. No, in that tournament, they won the gold. But that wasn't the gold medal game. They beat Sweden in the gold medal game. But the Russia game was the, the semifinal game. But they won the gold yep. that year. Yep. So, so listen. An oversight on our part that the miracle on ice when we beat the Soviet Union not in 1980. Mine was mine was an intentional okay uh, an intentional thing and mine had no room for such seriousness. Um, so you have the dream team moving on. My three six George Mason versus Loyola boy. You know, on one end George Mason is where I went to school and it's where I I met my friend who I currently work with. Became a man. I did become a man, actually. Became a man. I actually did, oddly enough. Uh, the timeline does add up on that. Now you're a male! Oh, my, oh, my, oh, my, oh! Now you're a my, my, oh! My, 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 And I get to work every day now with my best, one of my best friends who I met there until we're inevitably quarantined. But Loyola, again, this is hard for me to do without getting into more detail, but Loyola was a very good run for me because it really helped me sort of tie up loose ends and it was just a good moment um so for that reason and it's going to be the first upset i'm going with the six loyola beating the three george mason university patriots final four run so that advances into the next round now david you're four five u.s women's national team penalty shootout win for their first world cup mm-hmm. phelps in london yes both took off shirts yeah uh, I'm going to go with the women's special team penalty shootout. Mm-hmm. So a five upsetting a four. Yeah, a, mi- a minor upset, um, but an upset. Because while both had an unpres- have, have had historically an unprecedented level of winning, the soccer has been endlessly more watchable. Yes. Watching swim meets sucks. Yes. And so, you and, and know you, what you're doing. And you can say that as a swimmer, as a swimmer yourself. 
as a as someone who slam, yeah, they're, they're boring as hell. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah, that helped. That really helped start the the love of the women's soccer team that continues to even twenty well, twenty one years later. That's crazy. I still remember watching. I actually, I legit remember watching that live in nineteen ninety nine. That's actually crazy to think about. Yep. Um, my four or five. God, this is really like this is really like asking me to pick which of my babies is the best baby. It's Barry Bonds' seven seventy first homer versus Barry Bonds' seven hundred fifty six home run. Um, David, I know this is a struggle for you too. I go back and forth a lot. One is the culmination of a legacy of a storied legacy and career. You've beaten Hank Aaron, the 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 revered Hank Aaron. You've bested Hank Aaron, um, both professionally and some would argue personally that as a man even um barry bonds is on par with the great hank aaron which is the ultimate compliment but as we've said a lot on this show and more specifically i said a lot on the show and you've thoroughly disagreed with post 9 11 there is nothing that brought this country together in unison more than barry bonds chasing mark mcguire's hallowed long-standing three-year home run record and it's tough. It's very tough. David, if you had to lean one way or the other, which way do you think you'd go for this? The uh, O.J. Simpson slow-speed chase. Okay, well, that's unfortunately no longer an option in this bracket, despite our... Uh, despite. Yeah, nope. So, I guess if I had to pick one... The Barry Bonds home run chase in nineteen in two thousand one, excuse me, helped me be, is one of the is the reason I became a Giants fan, which helped me to lead them. Which excuse me led to me becoming a fan and seeing them win, getting to win three World Series titles, and it helped me become friends with my current coworker and all this stuff. So for that reason, narrowly, and I mean by the narrowest of margins, if I, if I had better fine motor skills, I'd put my finger and thumb even closer. I'm going to go with Barry Bonds, 71, going to the next round. And that hurts me, but that's just the way the bracket crumbles. Now, David, we will go so to the winner of your 1-8 versus the winner of your 4-5, because that would normally how you would do a, an NHL or NBA playoff seating. So your number one was Jesse Owens, and your, num- mm-hmm. and your, and your last one was... Um, what was your last one? I'm sorry, my memory is shit. The U.S. Women's National Team... Yes. Versus uh, Phelps. So. And I had the women's national team moving on. So Jesse Owens versus the women's national team defeating China in the 1999 Women's World Cup final, and I believe the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. Both historic moments. David, floor is yours. At the time, at the time, I think the largest stadium in America. Yes. Uh, probably got I over. It, I think. It, I think probably the big house. Big house only got a little bit bigger yeah. afterwards. So, David, the floor is yours. Which way? How are you feeling this out right now? So, Owens was, you know, he was expected to win. He wasn't expected to win as big as he did. The U.S. women were kind of expected to win. They were the only team that had consistent training regiment and consistent funding and any number of things. You could make, you know, a lot of arguments about the historical relevant with the historic rise and the sort of uh, uh, argument for title nine in America, which the women's national team absolutely benefited from having, you know, a college network for women to play, which was a higher level than high school. Um, certainly helped them out and gave them a better feeding, get them a better training, training ground. But I think I'm just going to go with Jesse Owens because Fuck Hitler. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, honestly, I think we can all get behind that. Fuck Hitler, man. Hitler sucked. Hitler. Hitler sucked, dude. Hitler fucking sucked. So, yeah. Jesse Owens for, you know, shoving up Hitler's ass. Although, Hitler uh, was, I guess, as we learned, far from done being Hitler um, in 1936. But, you know, for that moment, uh, Hitler was humiliated, and that, that is a big victory. Especially for a black man in 1936 to say, fuck you, Hitler. That's a big get. Um, now, for my 1-8, which was... So, that was the Kobe Shaq alley-oop versus... Oh, man. Barry Bonds, 71. Wow. Um, 
you know, Barry Bonds hitting 71 meant a lot to the country, and you know how much I love America. But the Kobe Shaq alley-oop holds so many special places in my heart. And also, you know, with the recent events of Kobe tragically passing, um, it's nice It's nice to have a moment to remember him by. So for that, for that reason, amongst a few others, I'll say the Kobe Shaq alley-oop goes on to the next round. Now, David... The winner of your 2-7 and the winner of your 3-6 matchup. So my 2-7 is Vince Carter over uh, UMBC uh, versus Virginia. And that's Vince. And Vince over the Dream Team. Yes. Or, sorry, Vince Vin- versus the Dream Team. Yes. Uh, but So sim- both USA uh, basketball. This is a really tough one. is an individual think, moment. One is a collection. Yeah, I really think it's, it's got to be the Dream Team simply because... We'd never seen we'd never seen a team that was so dominant, just on 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 in every aspect of the game: yeah. defense, offense, transition, rebounding. You know, th- even at that time, shooting the three, they had some guys who were who were pretty money from downtown in an era where that was just okay. Yeah. So that will be a good final matchup for you. My two. So I have now the. Madison Bumgarner performance in the 2014 World Series versus Loyola's Final Four run of 2018. <sighs> you know, I'll say this. Um, because we got so much run from Sister Jean that year, being the lovely chaplain, the now 100-year-old, but at the time 98, and reminding us of the good in the world um, by her prayer single-handedly leading a basketball team to the Final Four, for that reason, in another upset, I'm going, to, I'm going to go with Loyola getting to the Final Four. So that sets up an interesting final bracket for me. And David, now your finals will be... Jesse Owens versus the Dream Team. Woof. Woof. Woof, that's a tough one. Both Olympics, both yeah. gold medal winners, both unprecedented domination. Yes. <sighs> Both all-time historic performances. Yeah. Till, to this day, people know what Jesse Owens did and what the Dream Team did. Yeah. I got to go with the Dream Team, man. Maybe it's recency bias. Maybe it's the fact that I'd rather watch basketball than track and field. Yeah. I get it. Maybe it's maybe it's what the players have gone on to give us later in their lives that's just unrelated to basketball. Right. I mean, Michael Jordan. Creator of space, Michael Jordan starred in Space Jam just four short years later. Charles Barkley threw a guy through a window. No, on the second floor, or no, the first floor. He said in court his only regret was that it wasn't on the third floor. Because <laughs> he's Charles Barkley and he's the best. I'm not a role model. I'm not a role model. <laughs> and that is a great moment. The dream team is uh, Patrick Ewing. During the 1999 lockout, when he was the head of the players' union, he says, uh, when asked about their big salaries and why this would be a concern to them, he said, Well, we make a lot of money and we spend a lot of money. And Patrick Ewing, I think, also getting caught in an Atlanta strip club fiasco around that time. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Patrick Chewing. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The greatest commercial of all time. I had forgotten about it until. Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 With all due with all due respect to Jesse also, Owens, who's an American also, hero. Also, how they managed to get a Jamaican man on the U.S. national basketball team? Wagwan, Jamaica. That's a great question. I never thought of, are, David. Even rules are very lax. Hakeem Olajuwon was on the '96 team for us. Who, by the yeah. last time I checked, was from Nigeria. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was like, where did Dikembe play? I think Dikembe might have been on our team at one point. Dikembe's from the Congo. I say I think Serge Ibaka's on Spades team. That does not make sense. This is yeah. FIBA rules are weird, but either way, Patrick Chewing uh, alone probably should have gotten this into the finals. So good call, David. Um, my matchup again, Loyola. Uh, sorry, Sister Jean, but you're running up against 330 pounds of Shaq jumping in the air. And with all due respect. Uh, it's the Kobe Shaq alley-oop. There's so many Kobe Shaq moments I could have put on here. Um, 
probably the eight seed could have been actually Shaq rapping and telling Kobe how his ass, asking Kobe how his ass tastes. Kobe, tell me how my ass tastes. That was the nine seed that nearly missed out. (laughs) But it was beautiful and glorious. This sets up our final matchup. Your three-seeded dream team versus my one-seed Kobe Shaq alley-oop. David, I gotta be honest. I know I have a coin here to flip. I'm kind of personally, and this doesn't have a lot of drama, I'm kind of inclined to go on your side, on your team on this one anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you reminded me of Patrick Chewing, and I said, I can't vote against this. <laughs> what man would I be? Patrick? What's up, Ryan? Ah! Oops. Get dunked on by Patrick Chewing. Wasn't this also, I mean, this tournament's just like, this, this, this all... This team of all-stars just has so many stories around it and, like, the secret practice games they would have that were, like, more intense than any all-star, like, what you wish yeah. an all-star game would be. Which they played in part in the, um, when they did the Dream, a Dream Team special on NBA TV a few years ago, and it's like, man, that is a collection of talent. Yeah, I'm with you. It's such Paul a... Malone and... David Robinson and... The, the admiral himself, oh, yes. my girlfriend's dad's college roommate. Let's tell this story briefly, David. Um, you you tell the story of like how we found out. So when Bethany and I started dating, I would always, you know, I'm always watching Spurs games, and she had mentioned thinking that I was talking about San Antonio Spurs that her dad's roommate had played for them. And I didn't immediately put these things together because I was just not thinking about basketball at the time. And I was like, I don't think an American's ever played for, like, the only American who's ever played for Spurs is, like, Casey Keller and Clint Dempsey. Neither of them, I think, went to college. And so she never brought it up because, you know, I I sort of brushed it off kind of dismissively. So not the best thing for me to do on my part. But a couple years later, I forget who what we were talking about specifically but i mentioned the name david robinson and she said that's 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 the guy that's that's the guy my my dad like knows and i was just like hold on hold on (laughs) dad was college roommates with one of the arguably 25 maybe 50 best 50 best nba players of all time yes (laughs) the admiral himself that david robinson an aircraft carrier of a man? The the most chiseled human being that has ever walked the earth. Amongst them. He looks so... Truly. And we was like, oh. Oh, your dad roomed with that guy. Oh. Well. And I, we found that out, and you, you related that story, because it was fairly recent. We were both just like, that's hilarious. I, you know... I couldn't. I couldn't handle it. So yes, to that again, it, for, it proves the point that there are just there are just so many dream team stories. Um, there are just so many of them. It, mm-hmm. It's just it's hard not to fall in love with that dream team again. Um, so yes, your winner of our of the greatest, Isaiah Thomas kept off the team purely because of spite, which I love because what you learned later was every, nobody wanted Isaiah Thomas on the team. No one would have played if Isaiah Thomas would. And we were like, Oh, that's karma for every bad thing. Isaiah Thomas than the bad boys did. And you're sort of like, that's good. And then it turned out later that Isaiah Thomas had some issues for yeah. being front office. And then you're like, yeah, you know what? All right. So yes, the spite and petty of keeping Isaiah Thomas off was even better. Oh, there are so many great legendary moments of the Dream Team. Uh, also, one of the last one and in the true American spirit of the Dream Team was Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, I think Charles Barkley, and a couple others who were Nike guys were told that they had to wear the Reebok tracksuits at the gold medals um, uh, ceremonies. Yeah, 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 and on the podium. And they were like, well, we're Nike guys. We don't want to do that. And, you know, sneaky wars, sneaker wars are important um, in the grand scheme of life. So they go, what do we do? And Michael Jordan had the idea. They said, well, if we wear American flags but cover the Reebok logo, they can't tell us to not wear the American flag. So the Nike guys got American flags in the true spirit of capitalism, put them over the Reebok flag, Therefore, combining the love that is money and the love that is America into one unifying force. And that, to me, is the greatest legacy of the Dream Team. (laughs) 
USA, 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 USA. USA number one. So that is it for a very special episode. No, it's not like an after-school special episode, but a very special episode of Underemployed. Uh, frankly, uh, we might have some... I don't know what the, what the future immediate future holds for Underemployed. Uh because we're like you. We don't know what's going to happen. But we hope that for however long this episode ends up being after editing, that uh, we we just, you know, we can take your mind off of things for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say not all athletes are, are happy with how long the response has been or how, how the response has been shaped, particularly in England with soccer. Mm-hmm. Wayne Rooney had some pretty choice words for the FA over there. Mm-hmm saying that they treated players like guinea pigs, uh, making them more susceptible to this illness. Yeah. You know, uh, English, England waited several, as I think only just decided to cancel stuff as of like Friday of last week. And everything in America has been canceled, unfortunately. I mean, unfortunately, mm-hmm. in like the grand scheme. After, uh, you know. after yeah, unfortunate for like viewing schedule. Exactly. Like, I get why it's all been shut down. I, I'm not mad about I mean, I'm mad that it's been shut down, but I'm not mad about the reasons why. Yeah, that's that's exact. That is exactly why. It's like I get why it fucking sucks. Yep, yep, it sucks a whole lot. So uh, you know, stay safe, take care of each other, look out for look out for for those around you who might need help. Um, there have been a lot of failings from the top down, and um, it's really on us to to do what we can to sort of mitigate. Yeah. Whatever happens, help flatten the curve, y'all. Yeah, exactly. Be good to each other. And the next time, hopefully the next time we have an underemployed episode for you, it's uh, under a little more optimistic circumstances. We, who knows, but let's just hope that. All right. Let's hope so. Peace out, y'all. We as Americans, us as a citizen, gotta protect ourselves. Look at how shit has been. We better check ourselves. Living up in these streets, the worse or through better help. Surviving by any means. We as Americans, us as a citizen. Samaritans, what do we get us in? We better check ourselves. Look at our shit has been. Take a look where you live. This is America, and we are Americans. Bucks, wearing Buku vests. Drama hanging over my head like a voodoo hex. I could have been next to fly over the cuckoo's nest. But you know who with an S tattooed in my chest. I was debating, do I use Curtis Blow's basketball as the intro song for a second year in a row? Do I use Bow Wow's cover of it? Do I think of another song? And now I can, Now it's a useless argument. That's the tragedy. The Curtis Blow bot's not even here. Curtis Blow bot can't be here. He's, uh, David, honestly, he's quarantined right now. He said, uh, we need to save this for the show. I know. <laughs>